This show is brought to you in part by GoDaddy.com. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain name includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the World of Warcast podcast, enter code WARCAST, that's W-A-R-C-A-S-T, and save an additional $5 off any order of $30 or more. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. This show is also brought to you by Typefrag. With an awesome full-featured website, regional servers to help serve you better, easy-to-use controls, server management, 24-7 support, Mac and Windows support, and a 30-day money-back guarantee, Typefrag is the best choice for your guild for voice chat. Use coupon code WARCAST and get 25% off your first month. That's typefrag.com. Podcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast. Fifth anniversary show. I am Starman. And I'm Alachia. And five years. Five years ago today, we were doing our first show. Well, Actually, five Warcast. years ago, two days ago. No, one two day ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, two days ago. Two days ago. July 2nd. July 2nd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're recording on July 4th. We're, we're, we're banging this out before we have to go uh, eat a lot of food. Yep. So, so it's been five five years and and i keep saying that i thought the, the show was going to last like 10 shows and then somebody was like somebody from blizzard was going to come around and say oh we're doing an official show and just blow everybody out of the water and and prevent anybody from doing a podcast and, and look at all the podcasts that are on that are on i mean there's there's us there's the instance there's rock rock is gonna kick my Rar. ass rarcast <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, I mean, there's just so many. Control Outlandish. All Wow, Bind on Equip, The Addicted, yep, Outcasted, yep. oh my gosh. Yeah, there's the, there's so many. And uh, yeah, and I, I'm really glad that WoW decided to keep it and give it to the community and let mm-hmm. the community kind of create its own fan base, its own and its own community of fan base amongst each other to either appreciate WoW, learn about WoW, talk about WoW, and just kind of just immerse themselves and not have the official... I mean, they have the official Blizzard one, but, you know, to not have an official WoW podcast that destroys all their podcasts basically says, you know, this is your game, right? Mm -hmm. Which is great. And I've just been having a lot of fun with it. These are my roots, doing radio-type stuff. (laughs) This is not uh, not a very elegant way of putting it. But um, I've been enjoying this. And the show's had its ups and downs, and, and WoW has had its ups and downs. And and through it all, you know, we've been sticking with it. And you know, five years later, with with Lindy and Renata, and, and now with you, I I just want to thank everybody for for supporting the show all these years, um, even through my my <laughs> my periods of complaining and. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it had, like I said, no, ups at least and downs. Then, uh, like I said, it did. That, that, that's what sort of makes the show like and has been a really good, long-running documentation of people playing World of Warcraft because you do have the ups and downs. You're going to have the whining and the complaining, and then the you know the the excitement and and you know the elation of things and being really like involved. And you can you can kind of see, especially with the way that. Uh, the the podcast evolved and it, and it is the longest running World of Warcraft podcast out there right mm-hmm. now and it was the it, first and it's the longest yeah and it's a, it, it's a it's a good it's a really good cool uh, sort of archive of of a person who's played World of Warcraft for five uh, plus years I never thought of it that way yeah you're right it is sort of an archive mm-hmm. So people can kind of tell the difference, you know, of, of how how the person's mindset starts when they first started playing World of Warcraft versus now, and it is a big difference, mm-hmm. a big change. I there's some fans that have been writing to me saying that they've been listening to the old shows again just to see what the difference is in, in the game and the attitude, and I really need to go back and listen to them. I really do. I, I should. I should listen to like the first ten or twenty. I've been listening to the old tavern casts and. Um, I, I need to listen to some of our older shows and, and just try and remember what it was like to play this this game back 
you know, five years ago. My my thoughts on it. So many things have changed in the game. Um, before we get into it, there is just one quick thing that I want to mention about what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. And this is going to seem a little weird because people have. I've always said I hate PvP. I hate PvP. I'm on a PvP server, but I freaking hate PvP. I've been I've been doing PvP up the wazoo. Really? Okay. What yes. kind of PvP? Okay. I. So this, I'm not going to go too much into it now because I. I'll, I'll get into why later. So I'm out farming. I forgot what I was farming for. I, I was farming for something. It was it was herbs, but specifically I don't know why. I'm in Wintergrasp, and this this mage comes down, kicks my ass. Like I have, I, I couldn't hit him. He just basically two shots me. I'm like, what the hell? How did this? So I do a little research, and I've known about spell penetration resilience for a long time. I just never really paid too much attention to it because I never had to on a PvP server. I mean, lately. It, there hasn't been a lot of PvP on this PvP server. I don't know where everybody is, but they're not out. Maybe they're all, I don't know, doing ICC or something. But I did some research, and I, and I looked this guy up, and I saw that he's got uh, he's got like 140-some-odd spell penetration, and his resilience was something somewhere around 1,000 or something, which is why I couldn't hit the guy. So I said, all right, well... Let me try doing some battlegrounds and stuff and, and see how it goes. Well, I sucked. I sucked <laughs> terribly at battlegrounds because I have no resilience gear. Uh-huh. I have no resilience. I have no spell penetration. So basically, mm-hmm. I got my ass kicked left and right. But over the course of a couple of days, I started getting some gear. And whereas I used to get my ass handed to me by a rogue or a warlock or something, now I'm running around kicking their ass. As a frost mage, I dual specced. Uh, I dual specced a frost, and uh, I went. And I got. Um, I, I want to say I think it's the wrathful. It's the wrathful gear, and there was no. It wasn't relent. I think it was wrathful and relentless gear that I've been getting. It's it's the step below arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I did get one piece of arena gear from VOA, uh, VOA twenty five. So that was nice, but. I've been really enjoying it. So you're doing a lot of open world PvP then? Well, it's open world in Battlegrounds and mm-hmm. in Wintergrasp. And I, Wintergrasp, I, I have issues with Wintergrasp, and I don't want to get into a bitch fest. But that, that it, when you've got two places, you've got a bunch of people, and, and you've got these slow-moving vehicles with absolutely no defense, and you've got an entire side that can essentially kick your ass... And you have no way to get through them. Like our side loses all the time. We yeah. will get like maybe one win a day if we're lucky. And I don't know. I've got issues with that, which I'm not going to complain about. But um, yeah, I've been doing winter grasp as much as I could. <laughs> I try. I, I try to help the alliance win. And I I bought two peripherals. I, I I posted a picture of it on Twitter yesterday. One of them is the. Um, the Razor Naga. It's it's a mouse, but you know how on on some mice they have like two buttons for your thumb. Mm-hmm. This has an entire <laughs> numpad yeah, on the 12, side. You've seen it, right? I have it. Uh huh. Twelve. Oh, you have it? Yeah, I have it. Oh, I didn't even know you had it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So what? How do? What do you think of it? I I like it. Uh, just you just have to remember, like when I first started using it, I was like, wow, it's just it's. I thought it was going to be pretty cool because I was like, oh well. It'll, I'll, it'll give me 12 extra buttons, and then I started to use it, and I was like, oh, I'm not getting 12 extra buttons. I'm just replacing 1, 2, 3 through, you know, through 12. And then someone told me there's a toggle on the, the bottom of the, you yeah. know, the mouse to, do the, to allow it to be numpad instead. I was like, oh, okay, after that, I was great. Uh, a lot of people have problems with it who have fat thumbs, right? Uh, um, and so it's a little bit difficult. I have no problems with 1 through 9, or sorry, 1 through 6, Mm-hmm. And uh, ten through twelve, but my seven, eight, nines are a little difficult for me to to um, yeah. to do without looking a little bit. Uh, but I've been practicing a little bit. But it's great, and, it, and especially when it came to rating and having all my macros and stuff, I loved having mm-hmm. it. It was it was really awesome. I know people are going to probably yell at me for this, but it took me up until now <laughs> to finally use the WASD keys for moving. I was what? such an arrow key whore. 
Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> because no, I because because I could do what I needed to do with it. Because when you're when you're doing PVE, when you're raiding, you really don't need a lot. Because my mouse was able to to pretty much between my mouse and my keyboard, I was able to to essentially do everything that I needed to do. But when you're when you're doing PVP and you need to do like a dozen things in a moment's notice, using the arrow keys does not cut it. No, <laughs> ever. Ever. It's good for rating, but it's terrible for PvP. So No, it's not good for rating either. I, Everyone should be oh using the W A S D keys. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it just gives you so much more flexibility and yeah, movement and, well, and I, here but yes, yes, you're absolutely right. But my problem is that if I use the W A S D keys and Q and E for strafing, but then what I wind up doing is my my I want to use the one, two, three, and four keys for things, and then once I get past that, I've got big hands, so I want to start using like five and six, and that's okay. But then I want to use like R and F and Z, X and C. But they're already mapped to stuff, and I'm I'm, I'm one of those type of people that don't like to mess with the default keys for a game. Hmm. So I started using the G keys on my G15 keyboard, okay. and those don't work because I have to sort of move over the tab and caps lock in order to touch them. So, so I bought instead. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I bought one of those Logitech G13s. They're for your left hand. Mm-hmm. It's got like a palm rest and it's got mm-hmm. like 22 keys on it. Yeah. So I'm going to try using that. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, mobility is is 100% the key to PvP and mm-hmm. being able to mobilize your character and be to kind of like utilize a little bit more of the Twitch skills that you used to yeah. have in FPS has to apply back into arenas quite a lot because you're constantly having to about yourself 360 very fast. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and then be able to, you know, and everything has to be hotkeyed, you know, and, and um, that's like, those are like the essentials to PvP, but it's it's pretty cool that you're doing PvP again, and it's kind of nice to see it, you know, it being utilized in the in the realm. But, I mean, the only problem with it that I found is exactly what you discovered when you started to do PvP, right? Where world PvP is completely nil, you know, nullified right now because mm-hmm. of arena gear. Right. Before, it used to be, you know, just sort of like this way of just, you know, messing with each other, starting picking fights, you know, causing trouble, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now when when you have an, a, a fully gladiated out, you know, arena geared person with full resilience and, and, and spell pen, I mean, literally you're just standing there taking it because there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do and it lasts all about two seconds and you're done, you know, like, and there is no, there's no epic battle. There is no, there is no PV, open world PVP. It's just open world, you know, complete ponage. So that's hmm. that's the problem right now. I think I found where for me, open world PvP is dead, and uh, the only the only thing that it adds is just sort of like an extra danger. But pretty much, there's not much you can do about it unless you happen to be someone who is geared, you know, and who did bother to get you know do the dailies or not the dailies the um the BGs and mm-hmm. and maybe even farm some arena points and get some gear. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, what are you going to do? I mean, there's there's no fair fight. Well, I, all right, so my recollection of PvP was when, when I first did World PvP, I was, um, it was when Burning Crusade came out. And that, that's when I was first on a PvP server. And there, were, there was just PvPs everywhere. Just everywhere. It's like you, you, you could trip over the horde. There were just so mm-hmm. many of them because they were all out. We're all in Outlands doing our thing. Whereas now, I, I think that with Wrath... I think maybe everybody is raiding. I, I, I'm really not sure. I'm, I'm not. I can't put a, a definitive answer on that. But I have a feeling that when Cataclysm comes out, everybody's going to be out in the world again, and it'll start all over again. So, I don't know if I would say that world PvP is dead. I just think that nobody really needs to be out in the world anymore because all all our mains are at eighty, all our alts are at eighty by now. And the Wrath has been out for a while, so I think the only people that are out nowadays are people like me that are either farming or uh, maybe farming or maybe they're trying to do lore master maybe. You know, that, that could be it so i'm 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 gonna hold my opinions on world pvp until after cataclysm comes out and then and then we'll see yeah I, I think that if they decide to go ahead and do a little bit more which i have a feeling they will in cataclysm Mm-hmm. But if they do a little bit more of the whole, you know, raiding the city type things, then maybe there will be a little bit more stimulation of the open world PvP kind of, you know, 
you know, just sort of picking on the other faction attitude, which was kind of cool about, I think, Vanilla. And it kind mm-hmm. of extended a little bit into TBC, but not much. It was more gankage than it was just open-world PvP. Yeah. So, I mean, once once Resilience was introduced into the game, it was just sort of game over in terms of, you know, <laughs> just, hey, let's go, you know, let's go raid this town or let's, you know... Let's yeah. start a fight. Now it's just sort of like, let's stand there and kick this person's butt over and over again and just camp their body. And it's just sort I'm, of like, eh, you know. I'm telling you, with the resilience that I have, I think I'm up to 690 resilience. Um, I used to just, I, I used to have a whole bunch of horde around me just basically beating up on me and I wouldn't last literally two seconds. Now I'm able to take the, take the hits, not take a lot of damage, blink and invis out of it. And then, and then on top of that, I had this. This I blinked out of. This happened yesterday. I blinked out. I was down. I was down like about fifty percent. This rogue comes out of nowhere. I don't know what he was doing where I was because it was out in the, the field. And of course, you hear that. You know when a, when an undead rogue just basically tries to pwn you, and uh, I killed him by myself. And I was like actually surprised that I was. That I knew what I was doing. And you're right about those twitch skills. I mean, it's. To, to, for for a frost mage to kill a rogue, the first thing that you got to do is you got to you got to snare him. Mm-hmm. You have to hit him with a frost bolt from as far away as you can, and then it's frost nova. And then there's this I don't remember the name of it because I just got it the other day. But there's something when when your target is frozen, you can you can stun him for five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, then you frost bolt, ice lance, and that got him down to about thirty percent. And the rest of it was just just me staying away from him and then and then he was dead yeah it may just stand and, a chance though because of blink against rogues mm-hmm. whereas rogues can come out of nowhere which really it annoys the piss out of me that that rogues can <laughs> come out of, it does that's, I know. Uh, that's, that's really cool I know. about when, them though. when you're a rogue you love it but when yeah when you're a clothy going up against a rogue that can basically get you down to 25 percent without even knowing what hit you yeah yeah, I get really frustrated too, but sometimes like I sit back after being like completely ganked and going like I was in the middle of nowhere and <laughs> a rogue just killed me. I was literally in the middle of nowhere and yeah. there was just a rogue that appeared. So he must have been like flying around and then found a place to land where I couldn't see him, stealth and then stealth to me to kick yeah. my butt. And then I was just yep. like and I was just you know, I was so pissed off, but at the same time I was like I was impressed. But the ability for me to take down a rogue, and he was a well-geared rogue, too. I looked him up. Oh, and I killed a paladin, too. Wow. I know people are probably listening to this laughing, like, ooh, he killed a paladin. No, <laughs> killing a paladin is not easy when you're first starting out. Um, the bubble. Here's what I found. This is pretty funny. When, when they're bubbling, depending on how far down you got their health, all they're really going to do is heal themselves, right? So I can I can essentially just sit there and either mend myself, or if I'm out of combat, I can just sit and, and eat and then go back at it. But yeah, it's it's the twitch skills that really really help you in PvP. Because about a week ago, I was using my mouse. I'm not a mouse player. Like I don't I don't PVE with the mouse. But because I had so many skills all over my my uh, my screen because of PvP, not realizing that you know unlike PVE where I can I can do everything with the stretch of my hand without remapping all my keys, um, I found myself using the mouse so much. I said I I can't do this. This isn't right. So uh, I had to change the keyboard, and everything is going better. So I have a full set. I think it's wrathful. I have a full set of Wrathful. I've got the slippers. I've got one ring. I've got the Winter Grasp trinket, Spell Power trinket. I still have to get the neck piece, the other ring, and I'm. And the, the here's the problem that I've got with with the whole thing is that the gear, the wand that I need, you need one thousand two hundred and fifty arena points. It's a spell penetration wand, and I don't know how I'm going to do that because I'm not part of a, I'm not part of a two v two team or a team of any kind. So in order to get 1,200, 1,200 arena points is not going to be that easy for me the way I'm playing. You know, do, getting that 25 a day mm-hmm. if you win. So, uh, yeah. I'm yeah, you should maybe create one, that. just like maybe a farming one. I'm not sure how farming arenas works anymore because uh, it's been so long since I did it. Yeah, I'll see. So, anyway, I just wanted to mention that because uh, with, with the way that our topics are going to uh, this show and next show, I wanted to... Uh, 
with our anniversary stuff. And we've got a guest coming on, but we're not going to say who. Uh, next show. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your, your top five of what happened since 2006. So why don't you go over those? Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're asking people to help us out and um, kind of share their top five since 2006 as well. And so for me, 2006, for me, I was really excited because I got to, I got to be part of a 40-man rating team for the first time. And actually, mm-hmm. I got to help form it and create it and run it. So it was kind of a very, it was kind of an interesting introduction to 40 mans where it was just sort of like, you're in a 40 man, then all of a sudden you're responsible for it. So uh, a part of me wonders like what it would have been like if had I not gone the route of, had I just gone the route of being a a participant Mm -hmm. and would I have actually enjoyed it more than I did. But I just remember when I first did it, it was, it was so epic. It was so cool. And, and even though I didn't end up having, you know, I didn't have a really great ending experience of it. I'm still very, I'm glad I got the chance to do it, right? And I'm glad I got the chance to see what it was like to be part of this, you know, 20 hour a week effort to down something and, and to have like that many people coordinated and, and working towards a common goal and, you know, meeting all the different people who are very, who were very interested in raiding at the time too, because, you know, back then everyone was vying to be in these raid groups and you'd meet some <laughs> yeah. really awesome people who were just very dedicated to their craft and, you know, I, I still remember this rogue who would stand outside of Molten Core before we were going in, not Molten Core, Blackwing Lair, and he would just stand there the entire time with his mats ready to go, and he would always wave to the officers, and he would say, hey, guys, you know, if, as soon as someone drops out, if you need us, I'll, I'll be waiting right here outside the door. And he did. He waited outside that door the entire time for raiding. Wow. And all the all the hours that we raided, and um, unfortunately, he never got an invite because um, the rogue officer didn't want any more rogues, <laughs> and he was a rogue because mm. they didn't, you know, back then the whole loot whore stuff was yeah. still pretty. In, yeah, it, it was a shame, but I just I still remember that guy. It was so so awesome, so hardcore. So that was my 2006. So 2007 for me was uh, the best moment I had, or one of the best moments I had was playing my priest in the battlegrounds. And this is when they still had prayer mending, was didn't have the big nerfed cooldown. And you could just continue to spam it on yourself. I think it was like a five-second cooldown or something. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was. It was ridiculous. And so you would just be constantly healing yourself. And I remember going in these battlegrounds, and I would piss these people off so bad. <laughs> you know, because they would yeah. come after me. Like two or three people would come after me. And all I would do is bubble up, you know, shield, sorry, shield up put prayer mending on myself and just keep running, keep running, keep running. And I would literally make these people go 20 minutes, you know, running, and I would just wait till the very end of the, the match right before it's about to be over, and, you know, and then you stop and you LOL them and then the game's over and they're so pissed off at you. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, that is, th- those moments right before they nerf something <laughs> where you feel like you're God, <laughs> I love yeah. those moments. But, yeah, so that was, that was really awesome. I, I still remember those those battlegrounds were just great. It made playing the priest really fun for me. After that, maybe not so much, but it was a really great moment. So and in 2008, oh, was uh, on our 10-man raid group, got our first Armani Warbear. And we had worked so hard to try to figure that out. And we had waited a little bit too long because we were still busy doing 25-mans. So we had, we had a timeline where... The where Blizzard was going to turn off that Armani Warbear. Oh yeah, Armani yeah. Warbear because they were going to yeah because they were going to buff all these like you know I think gear the, like the gear and the spells right so then they said it wouldn't be fair so they were going to cut it off and they had this date and we had ten people in the raid group and we had to decide we weren't going to get enough we weren't going to have enough for everyone to get one um, and so we had to we had to time it out and we were trying to work it out so that at least you know I think I think seven out of the ten got one. Um, before the the switchover, but it was really awesome. It was one of those moments where we just like we felt really awesome to have done it, and we were on the we were on like one of those crazy timelines too. So you you kind of knew you had to do it. So that was pretty awesome. Um, let's see what was two thousand nine. Two thousand nine was Wrathgate. So <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King for me was all about questing. Uh, that was one of the best aspects of the game by far. Or the expansion by far was the the quest. The way they did the questing, the way they got you involved in the storyline, the way that they immersed you into the world, I loved. I loved every aspect of it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. every aspect of questing I did going to eighty. 
And I stalled and stalled because I didn't want to get hit 80 because I, I enjoyed the questing process. Mm-hmm. And Wrathgate was like one of those surprises they put like in the middle of your questing where you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like floored because, you know, the storyline's so epic and you have that awesome, you know, cinematic in the middle. Plus then your extension into going into... Uh, was it the Undercity? And it was just it was just such a really cool sort of epic quest line that you didn't expect it because you've never... I, well, I, I don't remember experiencing anything like that before. So Wrathgate for me was huge. And 2010 this year, for me, uh, <laughs> for me, it's the fact that I just, you know, read the latest patch notes and still there's nothing significantly changed with the Resto Shamans. For me, that makes my class and my spec like the most perfect class, and I, I don't think there's a history in, in WoW expansions where this has happened, actually, where one class was so balanced that they didn't have to do any major changes to it. Hmm. And literally, if you go look at the patch notes, if you go check out the patch notes for all of Wrath of the Lich King expansion, go look at the Resto Shaman, there's, like, nothing. Like, they maybe changed a graphic on a totem or something. So, I was just, like, I'm, I'm still shocked, you know, like, I, I didn't think it would be possible, but... Hey, if it's possible for Resto Shamans, maybe they'll get it right for all of the classes in Kata. Yeah, right. But <laughs> <laughs> so yours? In my my t- all right. So I didn't break them down by year. I basically mm-hmm. listed just the the top five things that I remember from playing this game. Um, the first, well, I, actually, I want to start off. I, I just realized something. This is going to be like a, a number zero. Is mm-hmm. is what grabbed me at this game the first time? It was was Teldrassil itself. Mm-hmm. This, this, if it wasn't for that, I keep saying, if it wasn't for how impressed I was and how gorgeous and how well uh, put together that Teldrassil was, I don't know if I would have lasted as long as this game as I did because I fell in love with the game just from that. So that's sort of like my, my number zero. So my first thing is the introduction of real PvP because before it used to be everybody go to South Shore because we're going to like run run Terran Mill to the ground. And <laughs> that's where all the PvP was before Battlegrounds. It was all about Terran Mill, Terran Mill, Terran Mill. And this is back on Whisperwind where it wasn't a PvP server. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Crossroads and Terran Mill. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Crossroads. So, yeah. Um, yeah, think about Crossroads is that it was a little harder for... Well, no, the Alliance could have run into... They could have flown into Ratchet. And then run over, but with Terran Mill, it was a much shorter run for both sides um, because there's a flight, there's a horde flight point in Terran Mill, and the South Shore flight point is only like what a thousand yards away. Mm-hmm. So that that was easy. I've got pictures. I should probably post them. I've got pictures of of Terran Mill. Uh, uh, well, I hmm, I don't I don't want to say what I was calling them before we started recording, but <laughs> they were messy. <laughs> they were messy. Uh, the See, second, you like that. Well, I did mm. at the time. I did like that because mm. there was no resilience then. There was no resilience and mm-hmm. no spell penetration, so it was all about your gear. Oh, see, I prefer I preferred the open world big battles like that. I I, I love the fact that the first time I saw, uh, we heard that there was a battle in Tora Mill. You know, and we were trying to get there because we wanted to participate in these epic battles. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. After a while, it did get a little bit old. Uh, and kind of predictable and just kind of like it got to this point where you're just like how long are we going to sit here and res and run back and fight some more res and run back and fight some more yeah I think I said on the show a long time ago before Burning Crusade came out so it would be nice if you could attack a town and take it over and this is before they had Hala Mm -hmm. in Nagrand so Mm -hmm. you would fight and fight and fight and fight and at the end there were horde NPCs that would just respawn right where they were before and yeah, I like the fact that with Hala, although I would have changed the implementation of Hala a little bit, but I did like the fact that you could essentially take the town over for yourself at some point. Um, whereas with um, with Wintergrasp, really the only thing you get out of it is the ability to do VOA and the PvP vendors, and that's really it. Right. But so, I mean, what, that yeah, was all. I was going to say, for... well, which, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just realize you don't get much from Hala either. It's not like you uh, got a bunch of like <laughs> cookies or cupcakes or anything. No, uh, you would have taken all the cupcakes. Yeah, that's right. I would have raided that place to the ground. <laughs> the The second thing I have dual specking, which was yes. amazing for me. God, I mean, were that you one of those people? Everything. Yeah. Did you have to? Did you have to change your spec every now and then? 
every I, I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of gold because I was doing arenas and PVE at the same time in TBC. That's right. And I That's spent right. thousands of gold respecking every week. And so now you just have the dual spec and you click a button, you're done. Yep. And it's great for me because now I've got my arcane spec and I've got my frost spec for PvP. And I love the the fact that you have an equipment manager now. I use Outfitter, but now I can just switch on the fly. Although there were, there were a couple times when I switched one and not the other. So it was like doing PvP in my PvP spec with my PvP nice. gear. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've had people do that where yeah. they would be like, "Why is my DPS sucking so hard?" And then they look and they're like, "Oh, I'm my gladiator gear, I'm arena gear." It's like, thanks. Although I gotta say, some of the arena gear that you have, I mean, it's it's better than than some of the things you can get at the equivalent of um, PvP. Like by the tier. the PVE, like the bracers that I got, had much higher spell power. Mm-hmm. Then the braces I was able to get out of um, Olduar, which was, I believe was the equivalent. I don't. Maybe they're not. I don't remember. I haven't done ICC. I, I got to start doing ICC soon. I mean, everybody's pugging it for God's sakes, and there's no reason why I can't. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've, people, I've been actually been thinking about doing the same thing too, to see if I could get into a group that would actually maybe have a chance of seeing the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be great. Yeah. yeah. I just want, and to I kind of know everything already up until the last, you know, the last encounter. So, just watch for the serenite bombs. Don't use them. <laughs> the uh, the th- all right. So I stole one of yours, Wrathgate. The reason why I thought that Wrathgate was such a big deal is is just like you said. Is a lot of the story was conveyed in text in the quests, mm-hmm. and and maybe you would you would be somewhere like I remember. There was this one quest in uh, in Undercity where you had to give Apothecary what's his name something, and I don't know. I think he feeds it to something, and the thing dies. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> exactly what it was, but that that would be the way that they would tell the story. Now to right. to just stop the gameplay and show you a cinematic. Well, not a cinematic. It's 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 not the pre rendered cinematic like at the beginning of the game, but. It was machinima. Yeah, yeah, machinima. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's right. That, that's a better way of saying it. To have this in-game machinima was just amazing, and you can watch it over and over as many times as you want now. And, and I think it's just awesome. And I hope to see more of that in in Cataclysm. Hmm. Yeah, it was a very nice surprise. It just was something I didn't expect at all. And so yeah. when it started to happen, you were like, "What's going on? Oh my god! What's wrong you know, with my then, computer?" Yeah. But yeah, it was very cool, and it's something you remember. And and if you never knew anything about the lore, I mean, all of a sudden you kind of got this idea of what's going on or what yep. went on, actually. And, uh, and yeah, and it's it's really awesome to just sort of have that sort of play out for you. And it's not that long, so it's not too intrusive. And uh, yeah, and it's a great way to just sort of like give you a break in the story and, and kind of give you a little reward for that you know questioning you just did. Mm-hmm. The fourth thing that I have now, you have 40 man rating as, as one of your top five. Mm-hmm. I have 25 man rating. And the reason why is because 40 man rating was just so hard to do in terms of getting people together and who can stay. And, and if you lose one person because they have to go to work early tomorrow, then the whole thing falls apart because you can't find a 40th person. So having a 25 man group, even though the epicness is not as grand as it was with a 40 man group, I think that it, it made things easier for people as far as getting them to see the content. And I thought that was important. I think that 25, even though there's there's 10-man, I think 25 is a really nice spot. I mean, I've gone from 72-man in EQ1 to 40-man in WoW, and now to 25-man. And I, I think that not only have have has the game changed, but I think people's attitudes towards rating has changed. So that's why I think that 25 is a really good number for for rating. Well, it really made the casual guilds come alive, is what 25 Mans did. And it just really gave the opportunity for a lot of guilds who would just, just didn't have the numbers. And, and get, finding 40 players in a guild is fine and easy, but finding 40 players who are willing to put aside some nights out of the week just dedicated to rating is very difficult. 25 is so much more realistic, and then you can also bring... And that you know, it gives you a little bit of flexibility to pull in some pugs and stuff like that as well if you need it. But yeah, it was way more doable. It, it was the only way JE as a guild could have done raiding because we just, you know, we had to... Um, we just didn't have the numbers otherwise. Yeah. 
Yeah, 40 people is a lot. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, all right, my last one is achievements. You actually gave me this because I was struggling on figuring out a fifth one. But yeah, <laughs> it, the achievements, I think, were great because then it, it allowed you to go back and, and, and work towards something. Like right now, I'm working towards Glory of the Hero. And I've got about 75% of those down. Um, trying to find trying to find people that really want to do them and, and know how to do them and do them well is not that easy. Um, well, so coming 20- this late in the game to try and do it, is, it will be more difficult because most people have done it already. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're probably having a little bit more difficulty. Sometimes you can find good pug groups when you're doing LFGs. Or, yeah. yeah. That when you can you can start off by saying, "Hey, would you be interested in trying to do this achievement?" And you know, sometimes you'll get yes, and sometimes like not really. But mm-hmm. you know, you might find a group that's like, "Sure, we'll try," you know, and then they'll do it. So that's how a lot of people get glory the hero now. One of the hardest ones that I I, I I've tried is is the one I think it's in Drac where uh, the guy turns into a mammoth. And you have to you have to prevent him from turning into a mammoth. And that last time he, he yes, Robbie. Well, yeah, Robbie. Name? Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I have not yeah. done that. But what I did do the other day is the one in. Uh, oh, why am I blanking on the name? Because I'm in there all the time. Um, Less Robbie. That's the one I was thinking of. The um, the one that's in the. Uh, I'm blanking. Okay, it's the one. It? No, it's it's the the over by. Um, Oculus. North? Oculus? So Nexus? No, Nexus, yes. How can uh-huh. I not remember that name? Okay, so mm-hmm. it's the one in Nexus where the, the, the guy in the middle, the, the ghosty-looking wraith guy, uh, you have to kill him without killing uh, uh, without killing of the por- any of the portals. I forgot what that was Why called, but we did that recently. Yeah, so the, so the guy, you kill him, you get him down to about like 60% or 66%, and then um, he, he minimizes, you can't kill him, he becomes immune. But he opens these portals that send out uh, wraiths, and you have to kill the wraiths, but you can't kill the portals. And then he comes back to life, and you have to you know get him down to 33%, and then he does it again. Uh, and then he opens more portals, and, and you have to kill the wraiths without killing the portals, and then you kill him. So that's a. I remember doing that months ago, and the we sparks? couldn't do it. Yeah, the sparks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that one we did by kiting. Yeah, we that's what we guy. tried to yeah. do by kiting mm-hmm. years uh, years months ago, and we couldn't <laughs> do it. This time, everybody's gear was so high. I was like, well, let's give it a shot just by standing here. We did it. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Everyone's so overgeared right now. It's crazy. <laughs> for the for the less Robbie, uh, if you bring in a rogue, it should be pretty easy. Oh yeah. The rogue is the key to that one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to have to work on that. I'll, I'll let everybody know how I do. And uh, there was one thing that, that Alachi and I both agreed upon, which were one of the most important things that, that happened in the game, and that's dailies. Yes. Which were very important early on in the game, like uh, when, when gold was very difficult to come by. Yeah. What I, what I loved is it just completely changed the way that people felt about how to take care of themselves, right? Because now... With dailies, as soon as they introduced that, you became self-sustaining. You didn't need to have to learn how to play the market. You didn't have to spend all day farming. You could just dedicate some time and do some dailies, and you would have gold, and you didn't have to worry about gold. And that was the thing that was really, like, always on your mind in Vanilla WoW was was making money and and just always worrying about money. We were always worried about money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I think gold gold selling was so popular um, and it was just because you needed money and it was so so hard to come by because there was nothing that just gave you money automatically you had to um, you had you had to play the market you had to be someone who knew how to play the auction house or you know farm like crazy and find a mm-hmm. good you know good buyer and yeah that was the problem there were no quests once you're done with you're literally done with quests what else is right. there to do so yeah, I I really like that, and it it, it <laughs> the gold farmers hated it. Yes. Although, yeah. have you been noticing uh, the, the spammers have gotten bad the last few weeks? The spammers the, are just they're going crazy. At least on well, I, it, it has to be on all the servers, but lately they've just been prolific. Are they still using their dead bodies to spell stuff yes. out in Stormwind? They're using yeah, their dead yeah. bodies, and I also found that they're doing <laughs> something really strange where they they have this way of 
making a name of their website in mid with with characters in midair. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happens. I haven't researched. Yeah, they do. That. They do it in midair, and then they also do it on the bottom. So it's kind of like the shadowed effect. It's pretty cool, actually. I've taken a couple screenshots. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't know the, how they do it either. The the gold spammers have just gotten so bad. Like I'm, I used to be that I would I would report because I report all the spammers that I see. I report just a couple of night. Now I'm reporting like five an hour. I don't know how they stay in business. Like I said, you know, with dailies, it's just like, who needs to buy gold? You know, like, and I guess, you know, maybe people aren't buying gold. Maybe they're just buying characters. I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, gold is so easy to come by nowadays. I can't even, maybe, maybe they're spamming just because they're actually losing business, which I yeah. hope. Getting desperate, you know, yeah. I mean, probably because... They want people to know that they're still around and that there's still an easy way to get stuff, I suppose. I don't know, in case you want that mechanic chopper today and not like three days from now. So <laughs> just like <laughs> All right, our top our top predictions for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. all right, you go first. You go first. Okay. All right. So for me, looking for raids, I, I think it's coming, especially I think Cataclysm it will come. I don't know when, maybe not at the beginning, but looking for raids will come. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that with the you know with the announcement that there will only be like six, maximum of six bosses per raid, that you're, I mean, you're going to be able to pug these things, you know, so easily. Yeah. So why not have LFRs, you know, because that opens the option for people to log in and raid when they want to raid and not have to worry about finding a raid group, right? Mm-hmm. So and then that that leads into my number two, which is the death of twenty five mans. And I know a lot of people don't believe this or don't think it, but I just have this feeling that with the gear level being the same or you know, the same loot table being in twenty five man and ten mans, I just think you're gonna see less and less twenty five mans unless they're part of this unless they're part of a community guild where people do want to get together in big groups and kind of participate things participate in these things as a community but if you're just looking for challenges or looking for uh you know, for gear i mean people are going to take the you know the uh, the quickest route possible right i mean that's what most people tend to do and so for me i don't i don't see who would want to have to coordinate a 25 man group when you can coordinate a 10 man group and still get the same gear yeah and see the same content mm-hmm. um i'm i doubt i mean a lot of people say people still love the challenge of 25 mans but you know who wants to run that, you know, when you can run yeah. a 10-man and get the same stuff? I don't know. Um, three for me was uh, moving more into the social media aspect where I think you will be able to, to chat with your in-game guildmates via mobile technology and desktop apps. And I believe, I have a feeling that, you know, you know, like we said in episode 102, we will be seeing more integration of in-game content in mobile technology or Facebook technology or, or Facebook apps, etc. So... I have a feeling that's coming, and I have a feeling like the accessibility of and 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 you know fluid um, existence in game and out game out of the game is going to it's going to start to merge. I think you're not going to be in a what's the, what's the word called? You're not going to be in an isolated environment anymore. Right. You're when you're in WoW. I have a feeling they're going to try to make a movement towards feeling like you're you're still part of a global community and not just in Boulder Fist or in Whisperwind, etc. Um, four for me was uh, <laughs> you'll be able to foursquare your location in Azeroth <laughs> and become the mayor of Ironforge or the mayor of, you know, <laughs> Tinseltown or whatever, <laughs> Tinkertown. Well, don't laugh. There, there's actually a way to, uh, to to mark your position and tweet it. There's yeah. a, an app out there. Um, um, I forgot the name of it. Is it Wow Tweet? Tweet Wow? Or I, I forgot the name of it. But there's something that... At when you uh, refresh your UI or when it dumps your log, uh, it parses your log and it says, well, you know, this is where I've been. But but it's only in the sense of, like, what zone you're in, not your XY position. But that would be awesome. I think that would be great. I could be the mayor of Ironforge. I, yeah, and I, I think people would, like, you know, go do go to, do, go to different places so that they could become the mayor of those, you know, those places. But I'm wondering is what what the difference is in and I think people like if you were to do that and you're constantly spamming where you were where you're going and wow I think people would consider that more spammy and not kind of valid information and get kind mm-hmm. of annoyed by it as opposed to real world locations where you're like I'm at McDonald's you know and I just <laughs> checked in at you know the library or whatever 
So, like, it, I think it's kind of interesting, like, because I think I've seen people do this, where they're, they've literally tweeted everywhere they go in WoW, and it gets really annoying. But when people tweet where they go in the real world, people don't seem to be as annoyed. I don't, I don't know why that is. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, and five, oh, yeah, five, I think that they will help... I think they will revolutionize professions. I hope, I hope they do, especially with Final Fantasy coming out and, and being a major competition. Gear, gear, I predict, will no longer be BOP or BOE. I think it'll be, I think you'll be able to trade gear and craft, you know, craftable gear. And I, I think that's very necessary to make professions valid again. Otherwise, I just don't see what makes professions worth anything. You know, if you, if you can't, if you can't resell gear, if you can't create a real market, mm-hmm. what is there in terms of professions in, in the game? So yeah. for me, I, I have a feeling like to compete with Final Fantasy, they will change this and they will change the way that we we interact, or sorry, we um, <clears throat> we handle gear and, and, and trading gear and not just gear, actually. Uh, is gear? Yeah. Gear and weapons. Yeah. So tailoring in Burning Crusade was essential for warlocks and mages and, uh, and priests. Whereas it's really not that important in in Wrath, and I was really upset about that. I almost changed my spec, my my uh, profession, many times, but I, I stuck with it. I probably, in retrospect, I probably should have changed it from tailoring to jewel crafting. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I, I don't know why, at least the tailoring profession in Wrath, which is so pointless. Um, I found that jewel crafting, because one of my characters is jewel crafter. Jewel crafting was was quite important because I was able to essentially well jewel crafting and tailoring if you had both of them I think you're pretty pretty powerful because you can you can make yourself those three unique extra special gems and then you can enchant your own stuff so yeah I'm going to have to agree with you on that one yeah I mean I just don't understand like it just really kills the market to make things BOP and BOE. I mean, just it literally makes it so that the community cannot drive its own market. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. I've always hated it. And I've always just thought, why? Why are they doing this? And, and I, I don't understand. And it doesn't make any sense anymore, especially the way they've changed the way that people raid, the way that people get gear. Why not? You know, just allow people to sell their gear, you know, create yeah. their own market for, for stuff, you know, and, 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 if anything, just try it, right? <laughs> you know, it's not like they couldn't go back. I guess they, the people would kill kill them if they went back. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just I would, I would love to see that change, and I have a feeling that they will do something. I don't know what it will be, but they'll do something with the way that gear is mm-hmm. that gear is bound to people. You know, um, when you mentioned uh, looking for raids, I just remembered something. I'm logged into the game right now. If, if you go to your your raid window, there's actually a raid browser. Yes. And you can, yeah. So are are you but saying it's that for server? It's it's in your server. Oh, only. so you're talking about like but cross server, like LF, yeah. Like because that's oh, okay. the problem right now is you you go you put yourself in those things and you're waiting hours and hours and hours and you're yeah. usually pretty full, anyways. But yeah, I have a feeling it will be cross realm and therefore it will always fill up and you always have a spot and you'll have much more opportunity to raid. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So my top predictions for the next five years: um, guild housing. Or, yeah, or player great. housing, or something. There, there needs mm-hmm. to be something. WoW is is very impersonal in the sense that the only thing that you can display is what's on you at the moment, like your gear. When you're the first person that got tier nine, tier ten, you can show it off, and that's it. It would be nice if I could take, and this this would alleviate. Well, maybe not so much on the server side, but at least on the player side, it'll alleviate the problems of having so much stuff in your bank. So I can maybe hang some of the summer gear or, or such, or the the Easter gear, and the, no, well, you can display it on the walls or something like that, or you can have mm-hmm. like like an EQ. What they have is they have these dummies that you can buy, so you can actually put these dummies in your house, and then you can put the gear on the dummies. So you can you can put like your your Easter set or your your fire, your midsummer uh, gear on these dummies if you had them in WoW, and then you can say, look, well, here it is, and it, it alleviates your bank problem. I think that would be awesome. I think if they if they at least had that, and then if there's any gear that you don't want, um, as far as like weapons, you can put them on the wall. Like I've got all these weapons on the wall in, in my house in EQ2. It's awesome. I love it because I could say, well, like here's the progression of what my character did from like level one all the way to level eighty. In uh, dude, EQ. quest questing for 
questing for for items in your house could be an expansion all to itself. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, people would probably go insane, and they would literally do just about anything to get stuff to put in their house in, in you know in World of Warcraft if they had player housing. I mean, I think I know I would. I would probably spend all day long just because if you ever played The Sims, right? And you just you could with those little micro transactions that you do in the oh, game, yeah. little micro games within the game. I mean, that just tends to really suck up your time because what it does is it personalize, like you said, it personalizes the game for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I, I, w- I would love to see that. Yeah, more interactivity with social networks, and, and I came up with this without reading your predictions. So yeah, I, I have a feeling that there's going to be some sort of socialness, more socialness. Like right now, we have the uh, real ID. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm still a little touchy with it, a little bit. Uh, and uh, it's nice. I no, like I it. I, it. I like what? I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. I'll do two ID, but not real ID. Two ID, yeah. Yeah. So so okay. Yeah, I can understand why. I, I just, yeah, I've, I've gone over it before, but I still think that there's going to be some more social interaction. I don't know if it's going to be. I would love to see like a a, a WoW based Twitter, like you said. Be the mayor mm-hmm. of Ironforge. I would, I would absolutely love that. But I don't know if that would work very well for people of the opposite faction. Yeah, yeah. There's that jerk that killed me the other day. I'm going to go find him. So, yeah, that, that might not work. Uh, a graphics update. Yes. Um, yeah. I love WoW. I think it's gorgeous. But I, at, at least at the very least, not so much the architecture of the game, but the players, I think, just need a, just a little tweaking. The yeah, it's only ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yes, I mean, if you, uh, if you it, think about how, yeah, the engine itself. I mean, the game itself has been out for mm-hmm. six years, but yeah, the um, yeah. How, it was in development for years before then. So yeah. Well, it's a Warcraft engine, from what they'd say. So it's 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 so outdated, and it's funny because I was actually I was in you was it not not UStream um the other streaming thing I use all the time, Lush. and. Live stream, yes, and I was just randomly going around looking at people writing and stuff, and listening to their conversations. And like that conversation comes up a lot. People are always like, "Man, why doesn't WoW upgrade the graphics? Like this graphic sucks." And then they go into these details about theorizing why they won't upgrade. Blah blah blah. <laughs> it's, yeah, if it's it's a big thing. It's it don't you don't understand really why such a powerful, big you know uh, monster of a game and gaming company could not be a little bit embarrassed that well i don't <laughs> know i wouldn't say that the graphics suck i i really don't believe that I, I i just think that they need to bring their they need to raise the bar as far as like what other what other games have come out especially with ion i mean ion just really raised the bar for graphics i mean the game itself blew but um if if you could take the graphics of ion and merge them with the gameplay of wow you Forget it. I mean, you'd have a solid game for the next five years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as fast as technology develops, it just seems a shame that they don't keep up. Because for me, yes, when this first came out, it was great. You know what was great about WoW is that, you know, you could put it on a freaking, what, less than one, like, mm-hmm. maybe 500 megabyte keychain and yeah. carry it around with you. That was great. I mean, that, but times have evolved. And, and, you know, look at our graphics cards now. And, you know, look at our monitors. And look at, you know, look at how we, how we, you know, yeah. Look at our standards; they've risen. And 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 while it was, it's great that WoW is accessible to people who don't have great computers, it's still just a little like eh, I don't know. I'm just still I'm still a little disappointed to not see, you know, the graphics engine. Like I still feel like Final Fantasy for me, back you know when it came out, Final Fantasy XI, it still for me was more impressive graphics than WoW is today. So mm. it's just like. And I know, and I already know, like any other game I pick up right now, if I go look at their graphics, I'm going to be way more impressed by those graphics than I am of World of Warcraft. And mm-hmm. if you even look at like the skins of the players and and the the character models, you know, look at the character model customization and what's available. I mean, it's just sort of like what's it's it's just like this little bit of a lag, and you're just you're you're trying to figure out are they just trying to keep it simple so that it 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 is the more accessible game, so that it is the game that everyone and their mother can play and grandmother can play, or or what? Why is it that they don't? You know, why don't they keep up with the standards of of of, of gameplay? And you know, well, I don't. I've got two theories for that. One, like you said, they try to make it as minimal as they can for people, so that so it's more accessible. I mean, they really want this game to be accessible to a lot of people. 
Um, two, they make it very easy to get into the game. If you remember, remember how hard it used to be to get into Final Fantasy XI just to start the mm-hmm. freaking game? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, forget, at least now what you can do, I mean, you've got the launcher. I always bring the launcher up, but I'm, I'm not including that. Once you click play on the launcher, boom, game comes up as fast as it possibly can. And I think I think that is is very very important uh, for for any kind of game is that any any time that you lose to get a, to get a, a person into the game that you want them to play and be a part of is is probably time that that will be lost from that player because they say, well, I don't want to take you know thirty five seconds to get into the game or, or God, I used to take what like three minutes to get into Final Fantasy eleven. I mean, mm-hmm. minutes, minutes. It, it was it was terrible. I mean, forget about updating Final Fantasy XI. It was it was just whenever there was a patch, it would take forever. So I think that WoW or Blizzard did a very very good job of just of making it just fast, fast, fast for people. Uh, so maybe maybe that's their trade off. I don't know, but yeah, I, I would like to see just a, just a little bit of an update. But you know, it's it's a colossal colossal job for them to do that too. Um, I, so that's why I, I would be happy if they just changed, updated the character models a little bit. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that not all the humans look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a good point because in Ion, you were able to customize yourself so much that you mm-hmm. knew who the other people were, and it was easy to tell one person from from another. And now with with Wow. It seems that the only way you can tell one person from another is their gear. Not even that. Yeah. Because everyone has the same tier, you know, tier 11 gear or tier 10.5 gear or whatever. So, yep. yeah, you, you can't even tell. And you can't even tell by specialized pets that they carry or anything. Like, it's just sometimes I think I'll see a guildmate and I go up to them and be like, oh, no, I'll just someone who looks like them. <laughs> so, yeah, it would be nice to see a little bit of an update. Um, and, you know, I've heard that before, that whole excuse of a colossal update, blah, blah, blah. And the last time I heard that was when someone told me that there's no way on earth they're ever going to revamp Azeroth. Because it would be too much of an over, you know, overhaul. So I mean, anything's possible. So yeah, you're. Are you playing Final Fantasy fourteen? You got into the beta. I got into the alpha, and I the tried. Alpha, I right. downloaded. I literally downloaded for almost seventy two hours straight to wow. get it. And when I did, the the launcher wouldn't launch, so I couldn't even get in. And there was like some workaround where I could get, you know, I could go to some torrents and get. Another, you know, um, a launcher or whatever, but I, I never did that. So, but I did get invited to beta, so I'm actually going to try that, and hopefully they fix that issue to get in. And it's also, it was also with alpha, it was a time thing where you had to go, you had to be on during like three o'clock in the afternoon oh, to like yeah. eight o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. So, beta, I'm definitely going to um, try to get that working though. Well, Although, I'm, like I said, I'm not very big into betas because I, I kind of like the wow factor of going mm-hmm. into something for the first time. So, we'll see. How much I play it? I just checked my mail and I did not get into the betas. But I, but I kind of <laughs> do just want to peek because I'm I'm a little excited yeah. about it. Shh, you didn't hear me say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, f- my fourth prediction is at some point there's going to be horde alliance communication of of some kind, simply because now and I, I'm, this is a pie in the sky prediction. But I think that I've said this before. I think the the horde alliance thing may be getting kind of old. So if they introduce a third faction that the Alliance and the Horde have to team up against, I think that yeah, might... Yeah, I, I had that. Yeah, I had that as one of my predictions, too. I thought about putting it on because, yeah, but, yeah, like I said, I just, I can't, it just seems like it would just kill, like, the, the I don't would. know, like, the meat of the story. I don't know the meat of the story, and I guess, but yeah, I think if you're right, if they did bring in, like, a third faction where they had to band together and, you know... And you know, I guess come together to defeat a, another faction. Then you could put them, but then then it just separates another faction. So then you, then you can't interact with that, that that faction that's created, right? So then, what good does that do? I guess just puts people who are never on the same side on the same side again. I, yeah. And who's going to move over to the third faction, right? I don't know. Yeah. And uh, discovery of a, of a new continent. That's my last one. There just yep. seems, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they just redid all of Azeroth, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I just think that there's room for improvement. I th- 
not not improvement. Improvement is not the right word. I think that I think that there's room in the ocean for one more spot. <laughs> Somewhere no, because if you think about it, right? We've been playing this game. Well, we've been playing this game for five years, and mm-hmm. so they had to redo Azeroth just to 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 make it fresh and make it uh, different. But then, what happens four or five years from now? You, you can't blow it up again. So right. there, and and we've already been to Outlands and Outlands is crumbling as it is. So like where else is there to go? And I'm thinking, well, if you look at the map, there's Eastern Kingdoms and Kalimdor. You can go from from one to the other, but you can't go in the opposite di- direction. Like you can't go from Kalimdor to Eastern Kingdoms around mm-hmm. in the other direction. So, I don't know. Maybe there's going to be another continent that cuz EQ does that all the time. <laughs> What? Well, let's just make a new continent. <laughs> yeah, I really just yeah. The world, I don't the, know world how would... the world is a lot bigger than we thought it was, folks. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, what else are they going to do? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, where, where else are they going to put? Like five years from now, where are they going to put us? Because like Calendar right. and Eastern Kingdoms, it it depends on what they consider discovery quote-unquote discovery like all these players have been all over these lands we, we've read about them we we're going to go into hygel now in uh, in cataclysm so what's left so i would think that they would have to in, in three or four years they would have to create somewhere new but i may be wrong well i mean with blizzard it's it's pretty it's pretty clear they know how to create content so mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I have, I have a feeling that they won't have any problem writing something in and creating something really awesome. And, you know, I, it's, it's hard to say, right, where their focus is going to be in the next five years with the new MMO coming out. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see where they go and what they focus on and, and how they want players to play the game and react to the game. Because I, I, yeah, I just I have, I have a really weird sort of way of thinking about how two MMOs from the same company, you know, would compete with each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. So, uh, yeah, you might be right. I mean, who knows? I mean, five years from now, if this new MMO comes out and people shift towards... I, I just don't know what this new MMO is going to be like. They said it's going to be different than WoW, but I can't... If you think about a story, like what stories do well as far as MMOs go, I can't see another MMO that's not... Uh, that that doesn't have orcs and trolls and humans and, and gnomes. Unless they go sci-fi or post-apocalyptic. Uh, I don't know if post-apocalyptic works because it, it's depressing as it is. Oh, well, right? I think it's cool because then you can bring in cyberpunk and, and all sorts of really cool warp technology and stuff and yeah. and it's very sort of like it gives you a sense of purpose like that's what's so cool about post-apocalyptic games is they gives you like this really strong sense of purpose of survival and forming communities and discovering things that you know and seeing things that obviously can be explained in the real world but in a post-apocalyptic society you know it's completely like you know normal that you could see some really funky anomalies or whatever but i have a feeling that 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 we'll see a tie-in to wow i don't know how but i just i can't see them not wanting to take their current player base and having a way to bridge i just don't Mm. see why they wouldn't utilize that like why they wouldn't go hey if you had you know a level 85 character that if you came over to this mmo that it's sort of like you know you could I don't know, that your player could go with, you know, like, you didn't have to start over again. That's the problem with MMOs is, like, no one wants to start from one again. You know, when you play this long and you've, you've spent yeah. so much time on a character, nobody wants to start over. Like, and, 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 and start over with making money again, creating a new craft. And I just think with a new MMO, I just can't see them wanting to for people just to go, like, from basic start and not have taken any of the, you know, I don't know, kind of gaming capital that they've made over the last five years and, and transfer it so that people feel like, oh, yeah, I'm, con- I'm sort of continuing where it wasn't like, oh, I just, what did I do for the last five years? Like, character's dead. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting, because, well, that that's actually a good idea, but then at the same time, do you want, you want them to do... Mm, they develop a game where it's, it's filled with nothing but a bunch of level 85s, that came over. No, I wouldn't say you would level eighty five, but say if, say if you did have a level eighty five character that you know you could transfer to the game or create a character on the game that had 
you know, didn't have to start from scratch, you know, and that yeah. maybe you could you could transfer your guild over, you know, and have some guild capital because of what you had in WoW or or if you were, you know, if you had certain pets that you could transfer those pets over into the new MMO. You know what I mean? Like Ooh, just so yeah. that you didn't have to feel like you're completely starting from scratch again as a player. And that's just the one thing that always deters me from starting MMOs because I don't want to start from scratch. And I I already have a character I'm familiar with. I've already learned it. I've already developed, you know, I've already invested a lot of time into it. And, you know, I know where my community is. And to get people to go, you know, I just I just have a feeling they must be doing something that will bridge WoW and the new MMO. It just, hmm. just doesn't seem right that they wouldn't. It would, it would be a waste to me. Yep. All right, so so what we would like is for people to write to us or send us a, a message on Skype, ID is World of Warcast, and tell us what your top five for the last five years were and what are your predictions for the next five years. That That's what you want everybody to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can do it through Google Buzz, email the, the Skype voicemail, or send an MP3 in as well. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna cut it here. Uh, we want to thank everybody that have supported us for the last five years. We really appreciate it, and we we hope to be doing this for another five <laughs> years. <laughs> no, in yes, all seriousness, no, we love it. So if you want to contact us, you can get me on um, Twitter. I am Star Mike Alachia is at Alachia. Uh, you can email us. At, it's World of Warcast World. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> World of Warcast at gmail.com. And you can send us a voicemail uh, through Skype. The ID, as I just said, is uh, World of Warcast. And so how do you tell everybody how to get in contact with us through Google Buzz? So if you want to get in contact with Google Buzz, uh, any threads that are made can be found on the actual website. So World of Warcast.com. And just go look for you know the current the blog post or the episode that you'd like to uh, comment on via GBuzz. And you'll see a link. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll talk to you in episode 105. Bye. Bye.